All right, so welcome back, guys, to another episode of On the Go or On the Go. Today we have another very special guest here with us today. He's the main reason why I started calling dudes Opa. Ella, good looking, hella muscular, and uh, I believe he's still single, right? I am. Yes. Yeah, lady. So hit him up. Oh gosh. <laughs> I want to introduce my brother, the young. Uh, someone I look up to, my man Isaac Choi. What's good, my brother? <laughs> what is going on, man? How you been? <laughs> I've been good, bro. Wait <laughs> <Good> a minute, <laughs> dude, dude. I'm telling you, it's the the original Opa. <laughs> man, <you're> t- <laughs> all their dudes that I call Opa, nah, they, none of them beat you. Ah, you you're too kind, man. <laughs> <laughs> How have you been doing though? I'm I'm good, good. Just um. Yeah, it's continually just, you know, staying staying inside and, you know, trying to stay safe during this quarantine time. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like, quarantine has been, like, so long, too. Like, I remember when it first, like, came out. What was it, like, last year? I think it was, like, the first time we ever had lockdown was, what, March? End of March? Something like that, yeah. Like, yeah. in March, yeah. It was a long time. Yeah. So then I was like, oh, I was thinking, oh, you know, it's, it's only going to be to the end of this year. <laughs> and then turns out it's going way past that right now so i know it's dude, crazy it's been crazy dude like, what, what you've been up to though with like this whole quarantine situation yeah um basically um i've just been just working on like others other people's like music like mixing music for them mm-hmm. um uh, and just Staying at home, really. <laughs> it's not much that I can really do, I guess, at, at this point. Yeah. It's like no going to companies or no, uh, let's say, going to your, like uh, music studio or anything like that. Nah, it's it's been, yeah, it's uh, it's, it's a tough, tough, uh, I guess, like, situation in a sense, like, to go to, like, studios, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I can see that. Because yeah. it's like a whole COVID, like, precautions and everything. And then you're in, like, yeah. in a closed space with, like, four, four or five people yeah exactly yeah <clears throat> uh, so um if you don't mind could you give uh people who are listening people who are watching people who may listen in the future to this uh just a little brief introduction to who you are yeah absolutely yeah so thank you for having me first and foremost um so my name is uh, isaac and i am uh a mix engineer um basically uh i just mix music for artists whoever that may be. Um, currently, I do a lot of like pop music, hip hop, trap music, um, and whatnot. And um, yeah, I've been doing music for a long, long time, ever since I was little. Um, I went to music school um, called Berkeley College of Music in Boston. So I graduated there from there in 2016. Um, and since then, yeah, I just fell in love with music engineering. So that is what I've been doing so far. And that's where I am today. Yeah. Oh, word. So like growing up then, were you always involved with music? Like what's your music background? And then what took led you to that point to want to start working in the music industry? Yeah, for sure. Um, ever since like I was, I think around four or five, I was taught how to play the piano by my mom. So at a very young age, um, music was like a big, is still a big, big thing. Um, so from then on, I learned other instruments like violin, you know, the typical, I guess, uh, the Asian parent wants you to learn like violin, piano. <laughs> um, um, and then afterwards I picked up the guitar, um, <clears throat> took some lessons on that. 
uh, and then afterwards, like I joined uh, just like the worship team for like church, um, like in middle school, and then I've been doing that ever since. Uh, and I got into en music engineering specifically um, at a uh, there was this church retreat that I went to, and they like wanted me to kind of help out with the praise team. Uh, so they wanted me to do the sound for them. So that's uh, what I was helping out with. And just being there, I was like, oh, wow, this is cool stuff. Like, this is really interesting, like a whole aspect, another aspect of music. So from then on, that was like, I believe, um, I believe that was like my junior or senior year of high school. Uh, and then just, yeah, doing that, I gained interest in uh, music engineering. So that's what I decided that I wanted to do to pursue that in uh, school for college um, and ever since yeah I just learned how to be a music engineer um, recording people mixing um, and you know, a little bit of pr uh, production here as well so yeah that's my background so before you got into like the whole music engineering thing was there ever like a thought of you wanting to be like an artist at all oh for sure yeah um, because I was like so heavily involved in like church things uh, especially with like the praise team and whatnot like I wanted to actually be like a Christian like uh like band leader <laughs> and uh, like sing uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah like I guess <laughs> um just like that um but yeah I definitely did want to like like lead a band and I even made like a um like a worship band like back in like I think middle school until high school and like hopefully want to you know go far with with them and whatnot but that that obviously did not work out so <laughs> um but yeah definitely um I did want to kind of just uh, pursue like performing and like being like a, an artist like uh in, in the middle of like my journey of uh, doing music so then like what ultimately made you like not want to pursue that afterwards mm, I think it was like the thought of being in the uh, the spotlight. Um, it's like, I think during that time, like I kind of wanted to have, I guess that center of attention. <clears throat> um, but then afterwards, like um, when I picked up uh, engineering doing sound, I was like, oh, I think this is much cooler. Like being the person who like kind of supports the artist or band or whatever, like from, from, the, from the behind and like from the back. Um, and like kind of being the guy in the back, like making things work, even though it's a lot of, that's a whole different kind of pressure. But um, I, I just thought that concept was just very, uh, I guess like cool and humbling at the same time as well. So um, that basically, yeah, like what piqued my interest in kind of not pursuing, yeah, uh, mm. being an artist. Mm. So once we talked a little bit about your childhood, so then now if we can transition into your college years before we met like obviously the first two years two three years mm -hmm. um what ultimately made you want to choose berkeley out of all schools and i guess i'll ask this later on but yeah there's another yeah, question yeah, I, yeah. I wanted to ask later on but um it'll probably be for a later time so so why uh -huh. berkeley um and what exactly um did you audition with oh yes uh, yeah I'll uh, the, basically the process, uh, I guess first the audition process, uh, I auditioned with uh, the guitar. Uh, I had to specifically learn uh, how to play jazz music. So I took lessons before that. And then um, I auditioned with like a jazz piece um, for the audition process. And 
uh, and the reason why I wanted to go to Berkeley was because there was um, this person um, who graduated from my high school like a long, long time ago. Um, and he was also part of the orchestra. I was also part of the high school orchestra as well. And he obviously knew the, our, our orchestra teacher very well. And he went to Berkeley um, <clears throat> for performing with, um, with the, the double bass or the upright bass, the big heavy instrument. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. Um, so he was talking about Berkeley and I was like, oh, like, it seems like this school has a lot of like opportunities and just like a lot of variety of things that I can like kind of uh, like dive into if I, cause they just had a lot of like different kinds of uh, uh, majors that you could like study in. Um, and so I was like, okay, like I think the school, because it has a lot of uh, just like choices and just, um, uh, just different areas that you could like go into and like study like I was like okay like I, I think this is this will be a good school to try uh, try out for and kind of research more into it and doing some of my own research I was like yeah I think this school will definitely um, help me um, and also I think I could in a way benefit them I don't know I wouldn't know how yet but like I had some kind of feeling that I would be able to uh, put some of my own I guess like input into it into the school in a sense, I mean, whether it was big or whether it was small, but um, yeah, just Berkeley kind of um, was like, oh, I think this is this is the school that like, I want to get into, yeah. Yeah, because um, I told Grace this before, like on, on this podcast, I told yeah, her, yeah. I was telling her, hey, um, so initially I was supposed to audition for Berkeley with cello, but I mm. missed my audition time. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, oh, man. I said, screw it, like I, I got other school options at this point. Mm. And I was and then thinking back to it, I was like, oh, it would be great if I had actually gone through with the audition just to see <laughs> how it would have happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But in a sense, I do feel grateful because um, we, when we first met, so uh, like transitioning to like when we first met, um, mm -hmm. this was my freshman year. You were, I believe, in your last year of school, something like that, right? Something like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pretty close so, to finishing. So when I first came to Berkeley, like this was when throughout high school I was really like into rapping. I was like battle rapping a lot, but in terms of making mm -hmm. music, I really didn't know anything. Mm -hmm. So like that fiery passion was there where I was like, Oh, mm -hmm. I really want to make music. Like I wanna go into the music industry. Mm -hmm. Want like, you know, just like studying is like plan B. If like if plan A doesn't work out, then I have something to fall back on. Right, yeah. But, and like I remember asking you for like a couple sessions like to help me out and whatnot. But mm -hmm. I think like it was good for me in the end that I didn't go because ultimately in the end, what um I've come to like started realizing was towards my senior year especially, music was fun and all that. But in terms of what I wanted as like a passion or like what I really wanted to do, music wasn't really in line with what exactly my vision and what my goals were. And then once I mm -hmm. got into fashion it everything started to click instantly for me so i was like oh you know mm -hmm. like i don't really want to do music anymore like i'll still do music for fun here and there but it's yeah. not anything where i really want to do like a full um like full-time thing where i'm like a yeah. recording artist like going like all over the world like yes it, it, it sounds great on paper but also understanding like how the industry is so um before we talk about how we met um i know that you also had started a youtube channel with um john s called Ilba mm. music 
Um, how did that really come about? And like, what was your main reasoning for that? And what was your goal and vision for that? Mm. Yeah, so first started, um, I, if I remember correctly, we I was at his apartment. Um, I think we were just having like dinner or lunch or something. We were just together. And I think we we're just talking about like production companies, like specifically the, like production teams and companies where they would, um, in Korea, like they these Korean production companies, they would like write songs uh, and make songs, produce music for like idol groups or like solo artists or whatever. And uh, I think it was John who like wanted to do that. And I guess I just happened to be <laughs> there at the right time. And like, he was like, hey, let's do, let's do something like that. Um, and at first it was, I think it was just me and him. Yeah. I remember, I remember when you guys first started, it was just the two of you. And then by the time my year came in, that's when you added two more members, if I recall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so yeah, it basically grew into four, basically like a four member team. Um, and yeah, we just, we just wanted to, I guess, make a, some kind of impact in a sense where like it's a Korean, you know, like, um, I guess Korean American, like, you know, doing something big. Yeah. Like, um, in, in, in the States as like making whether it's like making K-pop music or just like music in general. Um, yeah, we just also would just wanted to have like fun with it too, in the beginning. Um, I think in, in, in the beginning, it was more of like, let's, you know, kind of take it day by day. Um, I think we all did have thoughts of like, oh, hopefully this will, you know, take off like in the future and we'll be big or something like that. And just like uh, be able to do that like full time essentially, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. Um, so like we would have like different roles in the team, like John, it would be like the head or main like producer. Um, and then myself would be like the recording engineer slash, slash mixing engineer. And then we had these two other guys. Um, uh, one was, uh, he, he, he was a Hyung, name was Simon, and the other guy was also a Hyung, he went by uh, Lignus, um, basically Simon, Simon Hyung, he was more out of our, um, I think it would be um, like, what they call a top liner, basically mm -hmm. they write the melody for like the songs and whatnot, and then um, Lignus, he was also like another producer, and like, he had his own kind of style to it, um, and that was, he, yeah, it was a, it was a cool thing uh, for him to be on. Uh, for both of them to be on the team um just work all four of us working together um and then afterwards um i don't remember exactly what happened but i think they them to simon simon hyung and lignus hyung they they left uh and then we um uh took in two other people um which was a uh, matthew kim my yeah. Order, yeah and then uh, uh dave, dave lee, lee. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so um Basically, it was, it was like, a, I guess, uh, it was a whole new kind of just experience for sure. Like, uh, because, you know, they're different people and like they had different styles and whatnot. It was that in itself was also just like fun um, and just a good, just a good time just hanging out and making music together, making, doing projects, um, going on, like uh, going to like sessions, like, you know, two, two to six in the morning. Cause that's like, usually like, yeah, when we had like, recording sessions, oh my goodness, I don't remember how I did that, but <laughs> it was interesting. Um, but yeah, basically, and the, I think our vision, um, really was, um, to, cause the reason why we were called Irban music was 
Um, Ilban means like common. Um, and basically we wanted to just kind of help just your average person, you know, kind of make music for them and, and see where they can go with it in a sense. Um, and hopefully, you know, little by little, like gradually um, other big like companies or whoever um, in the industry would like see that and would kind of recognize that. Um, and hopefully like that would have, you know, taken off for us. Um, but, but afterwards, yeah, it, it, uh, we kind of went our own separate ways. You know, John went to Korea, mm -hmm. um, so did Matthew. Um, Dave is in, I believe in California. Yeah. And myself, I'm back in uh, Jersey. So um, things happened. Um, oh, I also forgot that we also added, actually added in more members um, afterwards as well. We, um, there was David Kim and, um, and then there was uh, actually uh, Grace Pack was also in it too. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and um, Sohi was also in there as well. All right, uh, all right. Yeah, yeah, I saw, yeah. I saw. Pretty much, yeah, that was, um, yeah, I feel like I'm missing someone, but. If I if I'm if I'm missing someone, I'm sorry, whoever that was. <laughs> um, oh, it's, but, uh, okay. it's okay. Even if they even if they uh they're they're not really gonna find out because this podcast is still like in the baby stages, so. Ah, but you never know, man. They're not, they're not gonna be like you know you don't have to worry too much right now. And uh, just but like still. just letting the viewers know, um, every time I call him Opa or Hyung, it's just an endearment way. So Hyung is meant for like a guy to call someone a male older than them Hyung. Right. And then Opa is meant for a girl to say it, but then the reason why I call I say Opa to him is basically like basically saying, dude, even as a guy, like, dude, you're like <laughs> so good looking. You're, you're so handsome. <laughs> hopefully your viewers, yeah, hopefully your viewers don't get mistaken or anything. No, like no, 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 no. It's okay. All my viewers know I'm taken right now. So it's all right. good. It's yeah, all that's good. right, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so um so when like when you start talking about Ilban music, I see that um, like when I look at a lot of your videos, a lot of them end up being like covers. Um, mm. I think every so often there were a few uh, original um, pieces there. What's your yeah. process of like really trying to figure out which artists to use? Because I think like if I recall, Shaylin was used a lot. Um, mm. And that's like how I first heard of her because um, someone had showed me a video that you guys made and then I was listening to her sing and I was like, yo, she's dope. Like, mm. she's hella good, but I'm like, yeah. why is she not, like, mainstream right now? You know, that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. So what's your, like, process of picking out artists that you should use for um, your videos and whatnot? Mm. Yeah, I think um, it was, it, first, we kind of just see, I guess, what's, like, popular in terms of, like, music um, at that time. And <clears throat> uh, my thought process was, like, oh, since it's a, even though it's like a cover, like I still had just the thought of like, we should find someone that still has like that similar vibe to it, mm. um, to the artist itself, uh, him or him, herself. And the voice is also, you know, somewhat similar. Um, and there was this one song, uh, I guess specifically, uh, since we're on topic of um, Shailen, uh, Nuna, like there was this one song called Ujuru um, Kanna. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, for, I forget what the English title is, but basically there's this artist um, who, uh, her name was Peck Yedin or something like that. And mm. her vibe was like pretty similar to like Shailen Nuna's vibe. So like, um, and oh, her voice just fit well. Oh, sorry for cutting you off. She's Nuna. So she's older than To you. me. 
yeah, yeah. yeah. She's uh, okay. 90. I think she's 94, 94. I want to say 94, 93. Oh, dude, that, uh, that just blew my mind right now. Oh, did it? <laughs> Wait, I thought she was younger than you this entire oh, time. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> no, no, yeah, she's my, she's my new now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, yeah, so, like, uh, again, like, personally for me, I was, like, I just, I, like, kind of just wanted to find people who was, like, had a like, similar, like, tone in, ter- in terms of the voice <clears throat> and just the vibe as a whole. Um and once we like got that down, then we would kind of make it uh, like our own style where it was just a lot of like, uh, just, I guess like a band type of feel to it. Like more with like more live instruments, like real drums, real guitar. Um, especially if it was like pop songs that like, you know, that had like program drums or like um, other synths and whatnot. <clears throat> um, but, yeah, as a whole, that's like the process of like what uh, I, I think generally that's kind of what we all f- were on the same page for. Um, just finding that person that we wanted to work with who would be a good, who we think would be like a good fit for like this kind of song for this certain cover. Yeah. Yeah. And you guys, how long <laughs> had this been going on? It started uh, your freshman year when Irbon Music first came out. Or was it like a little bit later in like during your college career? Uh, yeah, I think it was, <clears throat> I want to say definitely not my, not the beginning of my freshman year, but I want to say maybe early, early sophomore year. Oh, okay. I think that's around that time I met John. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's either that or like the later half of sophomore year. <clears throat> but um, yeah, so around yeah, I would say around like my sophomore year is when we started. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. And now, a year later, you're a junior, and uh, that's when I come into the picture. Yeah. <laughs> I come into your life and I grace your love skin. <laughs> Dude. For sure. No, for sure. <laughs> so, um, let, I want I want to let like let my viewers know, let people who are listening know, what was your first impression of me, and like. I know, I know what, I know, like, kind of what you might say. Like, okay. there, there's, like, one word that I, I like, immediately think of. Because it, like, groups <laughs> me with, like, a bunch of other people. Oh, man. Um, it's a four-letter well, word. I know for sure. <laughs> I know that's, I know that's going to come up for sure. You're going to call me that four-letter word. But besides that, you can still say it. But besides that, what was your first impression of me? <laughs> Oh man, okay. Well, I'll be honest with you. Like, uh, I I didn't think of that word until you brought that up just now. It's, be you for, it's been so long. I guess so. Yeah. It's been so long since like we've seen each other, and then mm-hmm. you still don't like. You still don't like. It's because you're no longer in that like Boston community. That, uh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, that I you don't so. hear it as often. <laughs> right, right. Um, my first impression. Um, yeah, if I remember correctly. <clears throat> Uh, it was, I think compared to now, how, how you are now and back then, my first question, I was like, this guy's just like, this just have, just has like a lot of like, uh, like a young, just fresh kind of energy to himself. Um, like, I don't know what the English word is, but you, like, you, you seem very like 
Puputet? Like, I don't know, just some, something about just was like very just young and just like, uh, in, in a sense, like vibrant, I guess, yeah, in, in a way. Even though you had, did have like a, uh, like a, I guess, like a darker, like yes. a dark kind of like facial expression or whatever. Oh. Um, <laughs> um, I thought you said like, like darker past. I'm like, well, that's true too, but. Oh, I no, I, I, I didn't even know. <laughs> but I, I was just talking about phys- physical wise, though. Just like, because you do have like very like sharp features um, from, from what I see and um if yeah un- until like i was like you know actually like talking with you like you were very just like energetic it seemed like to me so it's because uh, i was naive <clears throat> and young i didn't know yeah yeah that. naive yeah i think that was the yeah that's the word i was looking for like naive yeah 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 um um but yeah i think were you with um were you with like other people like when i first met you like jonathan kang and like some other no i think when we first met was through house church that was like the house first church, time. Yeah. that was the first time we ever met because okay. up until then I wasn't like involved with anything. Like I only really uh-huh. went like the only reason why I went to church was because like upperclassmen were like, Oh, you should come with us. And I was like, Okay, mm-hmm. yeah, sure. And they're like, Oh, you should sign up for house church. I was like, Yeah, sure, okay. And then I got placed into it and then come to find out. Um that's where we had first met. And then I think after that, that's when we started like connecting more on Sundays where I was kind of like reaching out to more people because of, oh, like yeah. I know more people now or like, oh, I've seen you here. So like, hi, nice to meet you. That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah I think house church was the first time we had met. And then like, oh, yeah. I don't know how we ended up like talking like that, like a lot during my freshman year. That was the thing. That's yeah. like for me, the biggest thing. Cause like, I remember when we first met, but I don't, I never remembered like what got me up to the point where I was like, oh, like I need, I want to like keep talking to him. And mm-hmm. like, I was like, it's not questioning, but it's like, really, I was like kind of confused. Cause like, I remember where it started and then like how mm-hmm. it is now, but I don't remember the in-between at all. Me neither. Yeah. yeah. To be honest, <laughs> just happened so smoothly, I guess. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> so you see like people like me, um, Grace Pack, Sarah and Sarah, Dave, Matt, Kim, um, mm-hmm. You see, like, kind of in a way, you um, we we were you we were uh, we all kind of like looked up to you because of the way mm-hmm. you kind of handle yourself. I think mm-hmm. even throughout college, it was always some sort of level of professionalism with you, regardless. Mm-hmm. Um, whether it was like, um, how you do sessions, how you do like certain things, it was always mm-hmm. it was always something about it where it was like this this young or this um this opa knows like what he's doing, and mm-hmm. he's like handling himself in such a way where he's not being like super cocky about it where he's like taking where he's like oh yeah you know i did this but like he's still being like professional about it and i think that's really it was cool for us to see that level of example i think especially like the one thing like i never got to thank you especially now when i look back at it is um even though i don't do music anymore i'm going i'm still like in a field where um it's quote-unquote entertainment where it's like content creation uh fashion all that kind of stuff and I still remember like how you handled everything with grace, regardless good or bad. Mm-hmm. And I think like for me personally, I just need to say thank you for that. But now like now that you're seeing all of us like graduate school or like all of us mm-hmm. are doing our own thing, what's your like emotion right now? Especially because you remember us as like because you only got to see us for our freshman year, and then after that, mm-hmm. it was kind of like we you you were back in home. 
and we were yeah. still in Boston finishing the rest of our college career out. Or, or, or I think Matt Kim like left to go or left the school to go to the army or something. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Um, I think yeah, seeing you guys like through uh i guess like social media and like um what and whatnot like i that was like pretty much the only way i could like see you guys grow um it's like wow like I, man i don't know <laughs> i think it's, it's like a good feeling to see you guys just because uh, i'm sure you've had you know you and others like have had like your you know your own struggles your own uh disappointments uh just a lot of hardships and whatnot and now, obviously, I, I wasn't really able to see that uh, once I left uh, school, um, but I think I can say, I can say for sure that, you know, regardless of, you know, the mistakes, you know, that including myself, you know, that we've all made yeah, yeah, for sure. and whatnot, like, I'm just proud to see that you guys are just continuing going and doing just what you can just continue to just live each day, one day at a time, you know, um, <laughs> and yeah, I mean, just hearing you talking about like how you want to pursue fashion and you're doing that now, you know, doing like other content creation. Um, I'm like, oh, wow, like I, when, when I see like your posts and your stories, like I, I can see that you're enjoying doing this, even though maybe, you know, there'll be days where it's like, you don't want to do it. You see, you, you feel lazy or whatnot. <laughs> yeah, no, it's not even lazy. It's like, it's gotten, it's gotten so, it's. I think in the beginning for me, it was all about having fun, enjoyment. Yeah. But then, um, like, I like started doing TikTok like six, seven months ago. So mm, essentially, right. within that small frame of time, I went up by I, I'm up to like a little over thirty six thousand followers on TikTok right now. Nice, congratulations. So, um, like in the beginning, it was just meant for fun, purely like mm. enjoyment. Like, oh, this is stuff I want to do. This is content I want to make. So if people like it great if they don't whatever i'm just gonna make it because i like it but i think once i started hitting those numbers like once i started hitting my first ten thousand, then to twenty thousand, now like thirty thousand, it it started feeling like for me i wasn't necessarily doing it for my enjoyment but rather the consumption for other people yeah so like a lot of the content i was creating for like i would say about like a month wasn't necessarily stuff I wanted, but rather this is what people are asking of me and this is the mm. stuff they want me to make. So I'm mm. like, okay, maybe I should just make that. And I think I hit like a moment, rough period of time where I was like, oh, I don't really know if I really want to continue this. And I think taking like that, a two week cleanse from everything really helped me. Cause I was like, <clears throat> at the end of the day, I was like, you know what? People don't, if people unfollow me because of they, I don't make stuff that they want me to make, then okay, whatever. But I'm just mm. gonna try to stay true to myself with that, regardless of whether or not like people like it or not. Because at the end of the day, I think like in the beginning, I was so focused on like, oh, I want to be genuine, I want to be true to myself. But then somewhere along the lines, I got like straight away because like the numbers, and I that's why that's why I don't like numbers all that much. Yeah. <clears throat> like there was like a time being where like my happiness was solely based around numbers like oh if it hit mm -hmm. like if my video hit like ten thousand like views i'm like oh this is a good day like yeah <laughs> and if it hits like less than a thousand i'm like oh this day sucks that kind of thing and yeah. i and i i don't want to base my happiness around that and like that's yeah, what yeah. that's what was like so hard <laughs> and especially like with music as well um mm -hmm. I, you're not an artist but you're also someone who like mixes and everything um yeah. do you 
pay attention to like do you ever like look at the numbers because in the end like technically you had a hand in like producing stuff like mixing and engineering and all that kind of stuff but do you ever look at that kind of stuff or do you just try to ignore it all together yeah i, I think personally i don't really um i don't think yeah I've, i've had like interest in like in terms of numbers would be like i guess streams yeah, for the yeah, music yeah, that yeah, I that's, what, that, that's what i was being uh-huh. like talking about like number streams or if it hits like certain on number on the charts or like if it hits the charts or something like that you know what i mean right right right. yeah yeah um yeah i think like it didn't really or it doesn't really matter too much to me i mean yeah it'd be great if it you know hits like a million or streams that you know even even a million is like i guess small compared to nowadays oh yeah Um, it's crazy if you think about it too like a million is a million regardless but like (laughs) people downplay that so much i'm like bro like it's you understand how hard it is to get to a million like streams (laughs) or views regardless like that is so hard like you need to hit a wave like this and people have to like actually like it and then they'll share it with other people exactly it's like the i think that's just the average consumer like does not understand (laughs) how how, yeah how important it is um yeah i mean i I think the only time like i see the streams is like if someone puts out like a music video or whatever Mm. um, on like youtube and like i just you know because it's there like i just see the stream count i'm like oh okay it's that's great like let's see if it keeps going or whatnot yeah Um, but for me it's more like i'm satisfied um if it you know even if it's still, if the music still sounds good, like after not listening to it a while, like when I, once I send like that final mix to that client or whatever, and you know, there's going to be days where like when, when you don't listen to anything or when you don't listen to that music over and over again, you'll like start to hear like the flaws and like the mistakes that you might've missed. And of course there's always going to be something, but it's like, if it's not too big or too drastic, then I'm like, Oh, I'm, I'm like satisfied. Like yeah, this is, this sure. is my, my main focus. Like as long as to me, like I deliver what I can do with this music, like, because you know, what's more important to me than the streams is like the credit. So if I, if I don't put my best into yeah. mixing the music and like people see my name, they're going to be like, Oh, like this guy, you know, as either like a bad mix engineer because like you know he didn't put in all that effort even though it might be like a song that he doesn't like doing or whatever like um but regardless like i like learned like even if you may not like the certain type of music you just gotta put your best into it regardless of whatever it may be and from that you'll you'll learn just many things from it just more of like just learning to be patient with the process and just learning that you're not gonna do everything that you want that you want to do like you're going to get things that you don't want to do you just gotta just go with it yeah definitely. Um, but yeah so just if as long as <clears throat> i knew that i did what i could with the music um uh, then i'm totally just satisfied and happy with it man yeah um so this is this is gonna backtrack a little bit uh yeah i know we touched on like the industry that you're currently working in but mm-hmm. um so like your senior year you make a uh final music project you john s uh matt kim mm. dave lee um it's like that song i forget it's like oh yeah yeah that one um what like inspired you to start that project but then also how did you pick out like the people to really 
be the ones like participating in it? Mm. Uh, so for this one, it was a lot of actually uh, a lot of John's um, ideas and uh, just input. Um, like that that specific song, I didn't I didn't know about it until like that day when we uh... like decided to do it. Yeah, um, and I was like, when I, like listening to it, I was like, oh, like this is like a good song for um, I guess like a final. Uh, I guess send off for for John <laughs> and his, he wanted to do something with like you know just kind of make a video like a montage of like all the people that he knows <clears throat> but it was <laughs> also your montage too if you think about it because you also left th that year yeah yeah <clears throat> that's right I graduated that year and then I left in that the summer summer of, of that year yeah um yeah so it was just the um, yeah, so it's basically, I guess, in a sense, um, most mainly for John, he was like doing it kind of for himself at the same time. Like I was, you know, you're like the plus, him. you're like the plus one. Yeah, so pretty much. Like, John <laughs> is graduating, one. guys. Yeah. But, uh, but don't, don't forget, Isaac is also graduating. But yeah, I didn't feel bad at all. Yeah, I mean, he was doing most of the work. So I'm like, That's okay, you, you, you do the thing. It's like, you do it, but like, I'll, I'll take the like, you know, accolade as well. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um but yeah but basically yeah it, it was just for like a fun thing um and also just like a i guess a present for uh himself and just for just us uh in terms of the team um and yeah it was it was a good time definitely i'm um, just like thinking back on it i was like oh wow like that's man i miss those times a lot but <laughs> it was definitely, like definitely a, a good good uh just a good uh three and a half years that i was there mm. um just at, in boston yeah. yeah for sure and like how long did that take you because like I was talking to Grace about her project and she was mm -hmm. telling me like, oh, we had to like set up sessions from 2 to 6 a.m. And mm. it was like, it was like so hard because it was around finals week and everyone was like getting their finals done. And right. it's like ours wasn't necessarily a final. We we're just trying to do it for fun. But to book like right. a studio session was so difficult. So how long did yours take? She never told me a time frame with hers. So. I can't uh, say what she said because she never gave me an answer for that. <laughs> gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I don't remember. I mean, this this was a while ago. Yeah, I don't remember exactly how long it took, but there were definitely it was more than one sessions for sure. Yeah, definitely. Like, you, you, we had to do multiple. Um, <clears throat> I think first the main, the first session most most likely, uh, the band, we had to record like you know drums, guitar, um, piano, whatnot. And, and for like the, I think that was our like main, main session to get kind of the bulk of the work done. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, I don't remember what time we did that, but probably it was like a two to six, I guess. Probably. <laughs> yeah, most likely. I'm, I'm willing um, to bet more times than not. Like if, if yeah. we're like talking to like a Korean or an Asian like person who went to Berkeley doing music engineering and we're like, mm -hmm. what time did your session start? I'm willing to bet 90, 98% of them are going to say two to six. Yeah, most, I, yeah, I'm most, really willing to bet that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there was just so many two to six sessions. I felt like just any session that I went to was just always two to six. It never was like yeah, it was never <laughs> like normal time, like in between like eight a.m. to like exactly yeah ten yeah. p.m. No, none of that. <laughs> it's like nah, you gotta stay up past midnight and then stay up until the sun rises. Exactly. Yeah. Oh man, yeah, that, that was uh, I don't know how we went through all that <laughs> um but yeah it, it definitely took i i want to say i think i want to say within a week not more than a week mm. um because a lot of, a lot of the rest of like i guess the recording 
aspect of it. John did it at his house um, with his own stuff and his own gear. Um, and then I remember it was just us four, uh, it was John, myself, uh, Dave, Dave and Matthew. Matthew. Um, we just, we also just recorded ourselves in the studio. Um, so that was like once that was like a one session as well. Um, but basically, yeah, I think the process as a entirety definitely would not take more than a week. I'll be surprised if it took a week more than, yeah, I'll be surprised if it took more than a week, but mm -hmm. I, I definitely want to say it not, not more than a week for that, for that certain uh, project. Yeah. Mm, okay. So then, you know, everything comes to a close. If you had to reflect back, obviously it's been a while now since you graduated college, but reflecting back on college, if you had to describe it in one word, you would say? Oh, one word. Okay. I got to I got to think about that. Um, I would say, um, I guess it's, it's not like a description, but I guess how I felt it would be, uh, just a lot of, uh, gratitude like gratefulness mm. uh, that time just in school um, you know meeting yourself um, and like other people um, and you know just thinking back on when I was a freshman and just meeting a lot of the Kyungs and Nunas and like Tongzangs like you and what and like whoever um, I just continue to like just cherish like every experience and moment like that I break remember um and just all the days that i've just gone through with you know whoever that may be mm -hmm. during my time in school um the good times bad times hard times um i think just all those moments and all those experiences uh, and all those years that i was that i was spending uh at that time just kind of think helped me to just grow in a sense um so I learned a lot for sure. Yeah. Um, whether it was music or just learning how to, you know, just do life in a sense. Yeah, definitely. Uh, yeah. So yeah, I would sum it up in just my one word for summing it up would be like just gratitude and gratefulness. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So now post-college, obviously you go back home, you start working at a, I believe a music production company, right? Or is it like, uh, it was a, actually it was a recording studio. Yeah, recording the, studio. Yeah, so you ended up ultimately pursuing what you were studying for. Mm -hmm. um, I know, like, we, we've already talked about what you do. Um, but, you know, a lot of people end up seeing the music industry as, like, this major um, glitz and glamour. You mm -hmm. know, all the, all the big-name artists, you know, they get hella money. You know, they get to live in these yeah. big houses, buy all these cars, go to, like, hella nice parties, like, wear the nicest clothes, like, all, all that stuff. But I think a lot of people including myself also when I first mm -hmm. wanted to go in the industry, didn't understand, necessarily see the dark side of what the music mm -hmm. industry was all that all about. Mm -hmm. And um, un, like, it's like kind of like a two part question. One, obviously like if you can't go into detail, don't necessarily go into detail, but just kind of generalize like maybe what, like maybe what you saw in terms of the dark side, mm -hmm. if you saw mm -hmm. anything and two, how difficult is it for you to balance like what you're doing for work and then also trying to hold on to like what you believe in in terms of religion with Christianity and mm -hmm. because a lot of these times it feels like what you're doing may not necessarily be what um, 
you can like god wants you know yeah um yeah so that's <laughs> the first part um I'll, i think to be honest like working at working at that studio man i gotta say i, I don't think i even really um got that deep into like the dark like i guess side of specifically like the recording studio like industry um because i honestly i gotta say i was very blessed <clears throat> to work there um and to be there um because all like compared to like uh, like that was like the first place and first really official job that i've ever like gotten yeah definitely. um and comparing that place to other studios in the city and I guess like other studios in other states or whatnot, like that was, I gotta say, I think that was like one of the better, if not, I guess like a top studio to be at and work at um, in terms of just Morality the vibe. Was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I, I think the only really dark, dark aspect um, of the industry is just people are just not not honest <laughs> I think that's the best way I can put it yeah to kind of like sum it, sum it up from what I've seen um, I'm not saying all people are not honest but generally because business is still business yeah uh, you know people lie people cheat yeah definitely uh, and I think also sorry to cut you off here but no you did um, yeah like especially with like music industry as well because it's such a consumer based driven industry where like consumer yeah. consumption is so important in order in order for you to determine your career it's like always people are in that grind mentality so like they may not know that they're hurting people or they they may know that they're hurting people but they need to get ahead because it is still very competitive regardless and sometimes if it means that like they can cut a corner, but in the process, like people are going to be affected as long as it doesn't affect them. They're willing to take that risk is what I've seen personally. Um, mm -hmm. Just like my brief, like, like a year in the music industry, like getting involved with it, like just my mm -hmm. brief year of experience, like seeing that mm -hmm. I feel like a lot of people try to, as long as it doesn't affect them, they're willing to take certain risks that may put in the, like that may affect others negatively. That's what I've seen, um, but mm. also it really just stems from like that grind mentality. Like, I have to like yeah. I have to keep working hard, but then also how do I get ahead of other people in that mm. in that sense as well? Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, what you said is that's definitely true. Um, there are people who like who think it's okay to kind of I guess use people as their stepping stone yeah yeah in like, in like a in a sense um and i think i've i don't know if i've i don't know yeah i don't know if i remember if i've seen it like personally but there's definitely always some someone in some kind of situation like where something like that like occurs yeah um, and I'm not just saying this is like music industry. This is like anything consumer driven. Oh, but, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah. Uh, yeah, like I've had experience with this firsthand where people try to use me as like a stepping mm -hmm. stone. So try, it, it doesn't feel good. But at the end no, of the day, also, right. like I'm not like that person's like, oh, I'm going to call you out on Instagram <laughs> or like call you out or anything. Like I just take it in, learn it, and then just like kind of move on from it. But right. yeah. Um, so like touching back on that, like if 
let's say like how how difficult is it for you to like balance your like faith with mm -hmm. your career because music industry necessarily not one of those in like places where i think in general like if you find a full-time job it's not always about like it's not necessarily the easiest place to ever stay true to your faith especially because mm -hmm. like at the end of the day you need the money regardless mm -hmm. like sometimes you have to like suck it up but mm -hmm. and but if it goes against your beliefs like it it does get difficult so how how is it how have you been able to balance that yeah um that, that was definitely one thing that i um that i struggled a lot with even till this day um but basically um so at that studio um i uh i left that studio back in last july oh um, shoot yeah yeah um and so i've been there close to four years um I, yeah, I was there working for close to four years um and throughout those years i was just like thinking and just kind of wondering like if like you know am i doing what um i guess what god is this what god wants me to do like you know being here in this place or is this something that i just wanted and i just somehow got it and mm. I'm, just, I'm just there um i struggle with that a lot for sure um and i guess my process in that was um basically i i separated my like my christian like life with uh so i separated my christian life and my work life yeah um, i just completely just separated that um so like you know my christian life would be like going to church uh doing things for church or whatnot and then afterwards like when i go to work it will be like the whole uh, just a whole different like i guess mindset yeah um because honestly even yeah i mean just the music industry like we were talking about like it like the music industry any any industry really like business wise is it's just it's dark and there's like a lot of just corruption and whatnot yeah always um, yeah um so basically what it came down to um was that's the, the thing the thing was for me is like we're supposed to like as christians like specifically i guess speaking for myself like i should be in those places um like it's basically how um i think what it's basically what god wants me to do like regardless of where i am mm -hmm. like to be um uh how it says in in um in the bible that god wants us to be the light you yeah. know to shine um christ's light into the into these dark places um because even if like even if i you know didn't work in like any industry that or in an industry that like was like corrupted or whatnot like let's say if i was working for church church in itself is also very there's a lot of corruption no, in there too. always <laughs> <laughs> so it's, there's there, it makes no difference whether if i work in the music industry or if i work in like uh, things for like church or whatever yeah. um so wherever we are wherever we go wherever we work in like there's gonna be some just bad thing happening yeah. um I think so, it's just more so the reason why I asked that is because it's made more public whenever corruption happens in the music industry. Like, mm -hmm. uh, I forget who it was, but there, I think it was Kesha 
where I believe she was like sexually assaulted by someone. I, I don't remember. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like that made like headlining news where it's like this is like the this is like a dark side of the music industry. And then obviously right. with K pop and everything, um, you know, you you always hear stories about like female idols that would have to do certain things in order for yeah, them to like debut. Yeah. But like I think for people like the average person, they wouldn't ever think, oh, a full time company, this would ever happen. Mm-hmm. You know, but it's because it's like quote unquote entertainment. Yeah. And like people consume that and like, oh, they listen to music and everything like that. It just seems like it's a lot more magnified in that sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think compared to like like the entertainment industry, comparing that with like things happening in like the church community, uh, a lot of the things at church uh I think is really just swept like swept under the rug like, yeah for to hide. sure definitely um, i mean definitely other like you know businesses and companies they do that too but um a lot of it is also exposed and even recently for like if we're talking about like church things like recently there's this um uh there's this uh, what we call an apologetic person basically he was like a, a speaker who like went to like different schools and like other churches like he would speak on like just basically basically preach like god's word yeah, yeah. Um, oh i think i heard about this yeah his name was ravi zacharias yeah yeah, and, yeah, like, yeah yeah he had the huge this uh investigation of the sexual misconduct that he had like that was hidden for a long time and all of a sudden it just came into the light yeah um, so so yeah so basically like we just have to be in these places like like when i when i say we is uh like people who are christians like you know people who um, you know, follow God, follow Christ, like, we have to be uh, in these places in order to uh, not make things right, but, you know, just show how, what God is, you know, telling us to do, like, to, to be, you know, what, how Jesus was, and how Jesus walked on this, on this earth, um, and, and specifically for myself, um, being in the music industry now, like just even like not working at the studio, but like doing my own thing, like working on music that's, you know, that still has like, I guess like sexual things and whatnot. Like, yeah, I don't feel good about it. Um, and like, it's not like, you know, I decide, I, I was like also, I was also thinking though, like, oh, maybe I should just only work on like Christian music or whatever. But even with like Christian music, people might have not have the good intentions of writing music, they yeah. want it for the money. It's just, yeah. you, you never know. Yeah, exactly. So it's, you just have to have for me I, what it came down to for me was you just as long as you know you have the right mindset in terms of okay like god like i i you know i'm just showing what i can to show you know your love on, onto these people by working hard by you know being patient um and by just i guess being humble in in your attitude and working uh and you're basically as, as he says in 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 the bible to just do everything for his glory and like that's what it came down to for me and that's like what i'm uh just continually is working at and trying to do uh just being uh a person who is in this still still in this industry in a sense yeah so now like you mentioned uh you no longer work at the recording studio are you mm-hmm. kind of like a freelancer now then you just kind of like yeah uh so i've been more focusing on like freelancing um mm. and i am right now currently just using this platform for the freelancing stuff um i also do have a website uh, I, I definitely i'll share that later yeah, yeah um, for but... sure for sure <laughs> no, no, no don't <laughs> worry you don't have to worry you don't have to like feel apologetic if you want to promote your stuff i'm like no. <laughs> by all means like 
promote all you want like i'll even give you like a lot of time towards the end like yo let people know here like this is where you can find the mat this is what it was website is like i i, I don't care because i want everyone to eat that's like my biggest thing like, oh man i appreciate that it's like while it's that. nice for me to like grow it's like it's nice to have like people like friends along the way like grow with oh for you. sure yeah you know what i mean like Absolutely. being at the top by yourself is lonely as hell and like why yeah. yes a lot of people would like want that but also like why not like be able to uplift everyone along the way right, exactly yeah yeah no I, I definitely agree with you on that mindset for sure yeah. um but um but yeah, you're, uh, man, what, what was the question? Oh my God. I'm so sorry. What was the question? Again? No, the question is, uh, it's just like, are you freelancing? Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so yeah, basically I've been, uh, just working on that, like on the freelancing career. That's cool. Um, yeah. So that's pretty much it. Yeah. I mean, freelancing is a whole different field though, because it's it like, is. you gotta build your portfolio and like have people like want to like work with you. Um, who are like some big art, like. I know, like with re with recording studio included, mm -hmm. what are some of the big artists that you worked with? Oh, uh, okay. So, um, big artists. So, for the studio, um, it was um, I was able to have the privilege to be on sessions with like Sean Mendez, um, with ASAP Ferg. Uh, there was if we're, and if we're talk, there's like other older like generation artists like john bon jovi yeah uh, bon, john bon jovi is like a legend to be honest classic yeah, classic definitely, definitely. yeah um and there were people like uh big sean um uh there was um megan the stallion uh, oh really I, yeah there was one, oh, wow. one song i was able to assist on and uh oh and the most i guess the most recent one i did before leaving was uh dominic fike um mm. that was his latest latest album um that i was able to assist on yeah so like how long do these like projects last like i know like the session itself may take a mm -hmm. day but how long do they ever give like do they give you a time frame in terms of like what like you need to finish your mix and master by this day are you, uh, so is, is this more specifically applying towards to my, my, what I do personally, or like the studio work? Uh, both. I like, both? Okay. I, I'm just curious about both. Like if you freelance versus like recording studio, what's the difference there? Uh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, so it depends on, I guess the, the record label, if we're going to be talking about like the, these big name artists, mm -hmm. um, so let's say the artist wants to or let's say the record label is like telling the artist, Hey, like, let's, I think it's time for you to make like an album or something. An album is, you know, usually like 10 plus songs. Yeah, so yeah. like, um, so the, definitely you would need a lot of recording and like studio time. Um, so uh, I guess specifically the most recent one, um, uh, would be for Dominic Fike that I did. Um, they were here, so they were doing a lot of mixing, and a bit of recording at the same time. So I think for them, it was about like a week, mm. I want to say a little more than a week. For um, the entire album? For the entire album, wow. yeah. Because since, since a lot of it was already like done and whatnot, they were in the uh, mixing process. Okay. So the mixing process, like it's, yeah, um, you don't need that much time uh, unless this guy, unless like the engineer is like slow or whatever. But, yeah, yeah. yeah. But generally, 
a lot of it for that studio time throughout that week, a lot of it was for mixing and just a little bit of like other recording um, here and there. So, uh, but let's say like, but the thing is like these artists, they don't only go to one studio to do one, to do it's the entire album. There'll, there'll be like different studios because certain studios yeah. picture like a certain vibe for this song. And they yeah. might like have specialty there, but then on this song, like another studio might be even better at that. Yeah, something. exactly. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, so like artists would go to like other one studio to do a lot of the bulk of the recording, maybe. And then maybe they go to the next studio to do a little bit more recording um, and maybe do some mixing afterwards. Um, but basically, they go to like different places, uh, to, I guess, to get that different vibe or whatever. Yeah, yeah. The places that they like to, uh, to just be at. Um, so that's kind of how it is for that side in terms of like big name artists. Uh, and then for myself, it will be this like, um, I generally have like a time frame of like, for me, since it's mainly mixing, um, for me, I generally give a time frame to my clients about like uh, two to three days. I would send the send song within two to three days. Um, and basically, try to work fast, but at the same time, be efficient mm. and be effective. Um, otherwise, if you just work fast and you don't, you know, you're, you're, you don't mix that well, then obviously it's, they're not going to like it. It's so pointless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, but unless, um, uh, unless, some, unless the client tells you, uh, oh, like, you know, if you, if they give you more than enough time, then usually I'll kind of take my time, but still try to send it quick enough to be like, Hey, like, I'm, you know, to tell them like, I'm like, invested in this you know you like you have my attention um um but yeah so that's how it is for uh i guess the work that i do uh specifically for like freelancing and specifically uh, specifically for uh like mixing music yeah so for those that are listening that don't know what mixing is could you just like give a brief description of what exactly mixing is when it comes to oh. music mm -hmm. um so basically mixing is um there's a, there's a process, um, a step-by-step -step process in how a song gets released onto the radio. So uh, mixing is kind of in the middle of that process uh, where it comes after uh, the, the production aspect um, where like producer would make beats and then they have it recorded and whatnot. And then they record the artist, then we we'll come to the mixing process to it. And so that process uh, to give, I guess, a general rundown is a lot the bulk of the music is, um, is uh, I guess, like formed and just constructed into a way where you basically kind of hear the bulk of the final product in itself in the, on like the radio or whatever. Um, and mixing, you just do a lot of like the detailed work in it, um, uh, you know, make things like, have like a nice like sheen in terms of like vocals like making it nice and bright or making it warm mm. having like uh like just like a knock of like low end like that it makes you like be like all oh, like bobbing your head or whatnot to the music yeah um, it's, it's 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 like a mixture of technical but at the same time a lot of also emotional uh like molding of the music uh to it yeah um because if it's only technical, then the the music it's, will be like just kind of bland or whatever. But if you know how to work these technical aspects into 
making the listener feel very more emotional to it and actually like understand the music in its entirety then that's mm. like a good mix yeah uh, definitely and that's basically what i would say uh, mixing is yeah yeah so now we talked about your whole industry what mm. you do and everything uh just the quick question like not not a quick question but uh i just want your intake on this um i know mm. grace asked you on her podcast about this but i'm also curious mm. as to what your genuine belief is so uh it feels like nowadays like first off my my first question is one how do you feel about like people who actually like record in their own basement or like in their own room and they have their own like house studio set up rather than actually mm -hmm. going to a studio mm -hmm. and then also the second question is like especially on tiktok nowadays it feels like um in terms of an artist to get like like really quick clout all they really need to do is post like one viral video with a song that they used mm -hmm. What's your thoughts on that? Because um, this is what I talked about early, uh, once on my stream before. Someone asked me mm -hmm. difference between like new school, like new rappers versus old rappers. And this is mm -hmm. what I told them is that the reason mm -hmm. why I prefer old rappers compared to the new ones is because with the new rappers, it feels like their intentions are not necessarily about the music, but they're more about what the music will bring them. So when mm -hmm. I say like what the music will bring them, I'm talking about like the money, you know, the fame and everything. Yeah. They care. They want to be in the music industry, not because they love the music, but more so they uh -huh. want the fame that comes with it. Whereas when you look at like the old school rappers, like um, not even old school, like we're talking about like people like J. Cole, Kendrick Lamar, Eminem, um, mm -hmm. like Joyner Lucas, like all these other people. Logic mm -hmm. to like bef when before he retired, you can yeah. tell that a lot of, like they weren't really about the fame when it came into them rapping. They were like, no, I want to tell my story. I love rap and I love music and I love storytelling. This is why I'm doing it. And it just mm -hmm. so happened that fame came along as they were starting to like produce more tracks. Right. Whereas like the it feels like nowadays it's the other way around where it's like fame first and then I'll decide how many tracks I'm gonna make. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, I guess, the, yeah, so the answer, uh, I guess I'll answer the second part first as we're on that topic yeah, yeah, already. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Um, I th yeah, I think my opinion on that, um, if I remember correctly on Grace's podcast, I, I mentioned something on like... Um, There's like quick um, consumption. Yeah, like people are just like getting people nowadays, I, I, I feel that are generally are just getting tired and bored, like very more quickly. So like these artists are trying to, I guess, kind of uh, cope with their, with the average consumer's boredom. It's not, it's more, it's not more of, oh, like, you know, let me actually sit down and think and process how, how I'm going to create this song and like be more, I guess, genuine in the process um, of it. And I mean, you're so, talking yeah, that's, about that, like a song where yeah, a girls talking about like wet ass pussy or something. <laughs> so a lot of thought. Yeah, I, I don't know what the world is called. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of thought that was put in there. That's for sure. Oh, I I don't know why and yeah, this it just boggles my mind <laughs> when that song came out. Um, but um, I, but, adding on to that, uh, with the mm -hmm. whole quick consumption, I call it the um. I call it the Vine mentality. So when mm. Vine was popping, yeah, that was the first time where I feel like a lot of people started realizing like that's where I feel like the attention span start to shrink. 
because mm. that app was so primarily focused on seven seconds or less. So right, you're talking yeah. about how do I entertain someone in seven seconds? And now TikTok in a way is like Vine 2.0, where it's like yeah. 15 seconds is your ideal time to make a video. Anything longer right. than 30 seconds, forget about it. It's so rare for your like video to like blow up. Right. Yeah, I mean, definitely, because like, um, I think just the attention span of like, just the newer generation is like getting shorter and shorter. I I agree a thousand percent. Yeah, they have no patience at all, I feel like, or less, a a lot less patience for sure. Uh, I must, I can't, obviously, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah, yeah. um, But just like like, a general sense is what you're saying. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, So maybe that's why like these newer artists, whether it's, you know, people who are rapping or hip hop or trap, um i think maybe because like they also just want they also get bored of you know whatever it may be like they just want to just keep releasing music even though it may not be as good as they can potentially make it yeah yeah, for sure and just get those streams get that you know revenue whatnot um yeah i mean i that that's what that i basically agree kind of generally agree with what you just like talked about um just how these new rappers or new newer artists um just kind of just want the clout in a sense of like oh hey like i made music like listen to it like make me famous yeah (laughs) let's get that back or whatever um yeah so i definitely agree uh with you on that for sure um and uh, i guess going back to the first part of the question uh which was can you remind me again I, it was like what what's your opinion on like people who actually just record within their own home studio like they have their home that's studio. right okay their whole own uh, home studio set up because like i feel like this is what my whole thing is is that okay. um there from my understanding the music industry for a point in time there was always a divide between those that were actually in the industry versus those who like solely recorded in their own bedroom like the mm-hmm. people in the industry are like oh that's not real music or like how mm-hmm. can you say you're an artist if you don't go to a recording studio mm-hmm. and like it, this isn't just like artists in general too this is like people who are like mixing engineers or like they mix yeah. and master their producers and there it's like the same kind of like ordeal where it's like you can't like they're saying you can't call yourself this because you're not like technically in you know what i mean mm-hmm. right yeah um yeah i think there are definitely people who think like oh like i i want to say that thought process that you mentioned is a lot more in the older generation of like yeah that's what i was gonna say i don't know about yeah. newer generation but i i remember older generation it was like more prevalent then yeah definitely um yeah, yeah, especially people who have been, um, like, in the recording studio business, like, they don't understand as to, like, why, uh, specifically talking about, yeah, the older generation who's been in that industry for a long time, like, they don't understand, like, why, they, 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 they yeah, they don't think, like, music being, you know, written and made in, like, home studios, bedroom studios is not music. Yeah. <laughs> That's what they generally think. Um, but honestly, for me, it's, like, you can't, like you know restrict the where you have where you make 
and have a creative process in making music and like recording music. Yeah. Uh, if it works for you, then it works for you. Um, even like, if I remember correctly, even like Frank Ocean, like he, even though he comes to like recording studios, um, he also does things like, I'm pretty sure he, does, he has uh, just his own like private places um, to just record music with his uh with this engineer or whatever um and there are i can definitely say that there are people big name artists who you know do do a mixture of going to the studio and also um just doing it maybe at their own homes or whatever because mm-hmm. um, their homes are pretty much like sizes of studios like, not even such a, <laughs> <laughs> that one room is probably big enough to be like they could probably like exactly yeah two three studios <laughs> if they really wanted to <laughs> exactly yeah yeah so i wouldn't be surprised at all um like, but yeah so my, my opinion is honestly like don't let uh the restrict like don't feel like you're res- you have to restrict yourself to you know, record stuff at a recording studio. Yeah, definitely help because you're you're in a more, more of a work working type environment like compared more, to let's say you're just doing it at your own home. It's a, it feels also uh, like more professional too. Yeah, way. that yeah, it definitely comes with that professionalism as well. Um, but nowadays, you see so many bedroom producers, so many mixing engineers, mastering engineers who work from the comfort of their home, and they're like they set it in a standard where it's like. It may may or may not be like top top, but um, it's like still, it's still like good, good enough to like compete with like the top. Exactly, what yeah. You're saying. Exactly, yeah. I mean, if you definitely, um, you know, want to be at the highest level, then definitely invest in a, you know, your own studio. Like actually build like a studio from the ground up, or like renovate like your room to have like this, the specific requirements. Yeah. yeah, to make into a studio room. Um, but I I definitely do not see anything wrong with making music out of the comfort of your own home mm. um, or basement or whatever. Um, honestly, do do what you want to do and do what you got to do in order to make that song like come out and like be produced. Yeah. Yeah. So if like, let's say someone like a little younger person comes up to you and they're like, Hey, I want to be a music uh, engineer. Mm. What advice would you give that person? I think First question would be why. <laughs> I asked myself that so many times. Why did I do this? <laughs> and I'm being real. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's because, yeah, I think the reason why I would ask why at first is because uh, music specifically, uh, I think just the arts in general, um, whether it's like, whether it's fashion, whether it's uh, any other form of entertainment, uh, music uh, is you're always, I think you're always going to be walking on thin ice. You never know what's going to happen. Yeah. It's not, sure. yeah, it's not very stable unless you are in the top, top, like in the industry. Um, so definitely my first question is why. And then if they, you know, if they have a good answer, then uh, advice wise, um, I'll just be like, okay, like you really, then you just really have to go with it. Like, if you want to go far, like you have to go put, put, put all your hard work into it. Um, it's going to take many years, uh, for some and for others, maybe it may be shorter. Um, but I think in this time, uh, of age, uh, it's going to be tough because there's a lot of, um, 
people who are doing like pursuing like engineering without even having to go to school yeah they just learn like through like online tutorials and whatnot um so it's it's tough but if you i'll say to this person like if you really want to do this like because there are going to be moments where you're, you're going to question yourself like oh like should i keep doing this or whatnot but um but you gotta just continue to go through with it and just keep going at it. Um, I feel like that's like the best, uh, best piece of advice I can give. Mm. Um, and continue to be open to learning new things, because um, it's it's a it's a long process for sure. Yeah. Um, right. To to get far, especially if you want to be in the top. There's no. Uh, there's also position. like no like correct answer when it comes to the arts. That's like yeah. Big, that's I, like I that's, that's what I've learned because like. Some people they're gonna figure they're gonna figure it out within like maybe like a year, maybe even shorter. <laughs> but then there are some people that need to figure it out within like five, six years, maybe even ten years. Yeah. And like with that, also with what you just said, do you think like Berkeley actually ever like did Berkeley help you? Do you think it was like to your benefit in that regard? And like would you recommend someone to like necess- let's say they wanna pursue pursue like pursue something like in the music field do you, would you recommend someone to go through berkeley or like um, try it out yeah uh, so i would definitely say for the uh, the first part of the question it definitely was good for me personally to get into berkeley uh, or to go to berkeley um and come out from there uh specifically because it was more of just the community that i was able to be in mm-hmm. um there's um, unless you know people, it's going to be hard for you to survive in any industry. Oh, yeah, for real. Uh, and of course, there are people who like make it on their own. Um, but that's but like a small always, percentage. That's such exactly. a small. That's such a small rare yeah. percentage. We have to like, yeah. if we're being realistic about it. Definitely, yeah, yeah. So, it's that's why it's always good to not only have connections but make relations with just people. It doesn't have to be big, a lot, or or, or even like a lot of people just make good connections good relations with the right kind of people and if it's a small amount group then like go far with them if you feel like this is like the right kind of people that you want to be with um so that's uh what i got out of berkeley for sure and also definitely just opening my eyes to what it actually is and what it takes to be uh an engineer in the music industry so in um, terms of like experience, you didn't feel like Berkeley necessarily helped you out all that much. Um, I think it helped me set like, I guess like the foundation for the experience, because um, compared if I'm comparing uh, how my experience was at Berkeley in terms of sessions compared to the sessions that I did in in the city, oh definitely it's different because you know the sessions that I was in is mostly just you know school projects like. Mm. Um, like these are people who are your friends or like people you may not know but like they're not gonna like bash on you or whatever um but like being in an actual like recording studio that is uh making and producing music for you know these real people like or or like big big artists not real people um like it's like you gotta get it done like there's gonna you can't there's you you gotta have you gotta have um very little room for error yeah. um, people just expect you to know what you're doing 
otherwise they're gonna get pissed they're gonna get yeah (laughs) so essentially like if we were to put into comparison like berkeley you can get like a b c and you can still pass the class but yeah they're they're, they expect like a plus work no b's no c's like you get b or c work it's like essentially what you're saying is you're getting fired is what you're saying yeah exactly it's it's tough um in that as in that aspect um uh yeah, I, but I think still Berkeley kind of helped me get a little bit of uh, an experience of, I guess, what it would be like to be in a session. Mm. Um, but definitely it was a whole nother level uh, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, one last question, uh, like in terms of what the relevant, relevant questions mm-hmm. uh, for 2021, what are your like goals? that you have set out for? Ooh, um, I don't know if it's a good thing or excuse me, I don't know if it's a bad thing, but man, I, I just do not set goals <laughs> or like future goals for some reason. Um, but I guess um, I think for just 2021, um, I guess my hope would be is just um, this, just me doing this freelancing thing, it'll be just a little bit more stable uh, compared to how it was over the past few few years. Mm. Um, like, I think, I think though, I think though, like the goal that I've always kind of had in mind in general was, I just would just love to, yeah, just really just have a stable freelance career, you know, working in the comfort of my house. Mm. Um, it doesn't have to be big people that I'm working with as long as, you know, I'm just doing what you what love. I can do consistently. Yeah. Without really having to worry too much. on like, Oh, when's going to be my next paycheck or whatever. Mm. Um, uh, yeah. Honestly, just having, just being able to do, I think my goal really, uh, this is, I guess like a long-term goal is just to be able to do music for a long time. Mm-hmm. yeah without having to overly worry too much about it yeah, yeah. is uh finding a wife somewhere in the picture <laughs> <laughs> man you said that was so like such a calm face <laughs> dude i was trying so hard to keep myself like calm and composed but as soon as that released i was like oh my god thank god <laughs> oh my lord i am so glad i did that with a straight face right now you, oh man that was a very straight face <laughs> oh my that was so hard Ooh, uh ladies, well, i guess ladies hit him up <laughs> <laughs> he's single um, he's korean good christian man he won't cheat on you i promise he's got muscles for days <laughs> oh man but ernie i i shrunk so much i gotta i gotta continue to work out again <laughs> Dude, um, what's it when you were saying um is this what god wants to do it reminded me um when i house church one time we were like saying isaac books a name or something like oh, yeah. <laughs> I, was, I, remember uh, I was gonna bring that up but i was like oh wait nah, he's he's going like really deep into it like okay i shouldn't cut him off here but <laughs> that, that's rude on my part but that, uh, that, that was like the one thought i had oh that was so funny yeah, I remember that. It was like we, when the the, the Moksanim talked oh, back. That, in the, that, that was like that. I don't even know how that came about, but that was just me so neither, nice. man. It's funny because like even people at my church right now like bring it up like 
you were thinking about becoming like, a pastor. He's like, Pastor Isaac. Yeah, I'm like, what? I'm not a pastor. This dude, this dude, uh, this dude clean. He cleaner than most pastors, <laughs> that's for sure. He worked in the music industry, but this dude clean as snow right now. Oh, man. As clean as a white sheet of paper. <laughs> Hella wholesome. I'm telling you, ladies, if you're interested, hit him up. Oh, but, man. Um, you, yeah. <laughs> so before we leave, we have a couple quick hitters here. So... You're at a dinner table. First question is, you're at a dinner table, mm-hmm. and you're gonna vet, invite five guests. Five, who, which five guests are you bringing, dead or alive? Mm, guests. Uh, I think the first one, first guest. Hmm. I think first first guess would probably would probably be uh would be Jesus. <laughs> oh, <laughs> just kind of you know wholesome eyes are I, coming into that already. Yeah, not not even. It's just more like you know, obviously like uh like like if we see like Jesus in all its in his full form, like we're gonna die. But That's yeah, I'm just true. curious. <laughs> curious, just and curious. also just to, like talk with him, be like, yeah, yeah just you know, actually talk with him. Like, well, it's like, what the hell do you want me to do here right now? Nah, like, nah. It's like, bro, you see all this corruption. Like, how do you expect me to do this? Like, how do you expect me to solve some of this? Like, help me out here, man. You gotta give me something to work with. <laughs> just kidding, just kidding. I'm oh, sorry, man. I'm sorry, God. <laughs> um but yeah i guess first first person would be it would be uh jesus um and second um uh, i think probably like the artists that i've like worked with um i would say uh i would say um maybe i would say sean mendez um uh, he's like working with him he was like a he was a chill guy um dude sean mendez was, uh, yeah he was just a nice nice person um so no he's very, very tall too yeah, yeah. No, no cap dude if i even as a guy i would like to, <laughs> i would try to hit on him like, i'm sorry for my girlfriend if she's hearing this but like <laughs> sean mendez's music is good it's catchy yeah definitely definitely that's a good uh, pick that's a good pick yeah um and then the third person, I, w- I think it will be uh, Justin Bieber more because of like, mm. like he's definitely, he's, I'm pretty sure like everyone like has heard, you know, about him, like, you know, attending church and like, you know, being a Christian or whatever and like things yeah. like that. Um, I don't know if you're aware of that, but. No, I did. Um, I did know that. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So just, I just, I guess I just want to like talk to him about like that kind of stuff as well. Just kind of see. Like, How like balances like being yeah, like a big top star, star like top star, but then. Yeah religion yeah so you got two more guests here two more guests two more guests um, at the table guest. the fourth guest um <clears throat> man i guess fourth guest would be whoever is my future wife oh yeah baby <laughs> who knows she might leave you she might leave you for mendez or beebs i'm just letting you know <laughs> that's a that's a risky play there bro risky oh, play. I, I trust i trust <laughs> um, you got one more yeah one more uh man one more i think hmm one more the last last guest who <clears throat> last guest i would say um I think I would just say uh, Barack Obama. 
just Ooh. just like just like i don't know i think there's something about him just curious as to you know what it's like to be the president first Ex- black president. president so we got <laughs> yeah jesus sean mendez jb his future wife and barack obama Definitely, yeah. yeah. You got a lot of topics that you're going to be covering there, though. That's for sure. Definitely, yeah. Definitely. Yeah. And uh, one last quick hitter. <laughs> this is uh, in favor of protein powder. I'm just joking. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> this is a joke. Okay. Um. Last question. Uh. So, I don't know if you're a cereal lover. I'm not necessarily a cereal lover, but I, I do like mm. my cereals every so often. Mm-hmm. You you have to pick five cereals, but those are like the only five cereals you can eat for the rest of your life. For the rest of my life? Oh, okay. Ooh, that's a, that's a good question. <clears throat> I get this is no in no like specific order, yeah, but yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I guess the first first one would be uh, man. If I got, I think I have like just old taste taste buds, but like it would be like honey bunches of oats. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, those that, are good. That actually me, low key hits really good though. That's yeah, actually pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it's not like too sweet either, so it's oh, like yeah, it's still definitely. right about sweetness yeah. for me. Yeah. Um. So like honey bunches of oats, and then I would say, um, what was the other one? Um. Oh, cinnamon toast crunch. Okay, he knows. He knows. Yeah, that's a good one. Best cereal of all time. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and then, um, I think something a little more subtle would be like honey nut Cheerios. Like that's always a good one for me. Mm. Um, that was three, right? So the fourth one. Fourth one. Oh, I. I think I would go with the the cookie crisps. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then the fifth one. Uh, fifth one. Fifth one. Fifth one. Well, the I guess the the one that popped into my head would be um, would be uh, Apple Jacks. It's like a good classic one. Yeah. Interesting. I think um. Was it Grace Talk said Fruit Loops as mm. her one, but I was like, I don't know. After watching um, Get Out, I can never look. Yeah. Fruit, I look at Fruit Loops the same again. Oh. <laughs> that whole scene where she has like the glass of milk with a bowl of Fruit yeah. Loops there, I was yeah. like, dude, that's like low. That's like not. It's like my like. Let's not even take into the fact what she's done. Like just eating it like that, bro. Like that's already like psychopath like type mentality. Like, yeah, like, I can't yeah. look at that. <laughs> all right so before we leave if you uh want to promote yourself any socials anything that you want to give out feel free to share them right here i'll give you oh, my yeah. open platform right now uh, yeah thank you um uh, i think yeah just it would just be um i guess my my you can hit me up on my instagram if every, any of you or any of your viewers are uh interested mm-hmm. uh and working together for music is um my my handle is Isaac Choi Music. Um, that's I S A A C C H O I M U S I C, and um, that's also my website name as well as IsaacTroyMusic.com. That's where all my work and just like my background history of what I've done so far uh, in music. So um, yeah, I mean, feel free to. Hit me up to work together, what now? Let's let's uh, let's get down to business if you're interested. Beat <laughs> the Huns, yes sir. <laughs> so you guys heard it here. His Instagram is Isaac Choi Music. I put it in the chat for you guys to check it out, as well as his website. 
So hit him up and uh, ladies as well. Make sure to hit him up <laughs> on his Instagram there too. Uh, he doesn't just need to take uh, music requisites. Uh, uh, what's the request? If you're interested, just slide into those DMs, baby. Just slide into those DMs. <laughs> I'm just playing. <laughs> yeah. Much love. Thank you so oh, man, much, I, man. I feel it. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Appreciate no, this. Appreciate man. the time that you took. Hopefully, you have a great, uh, great rest of your night. Uh, hopefully, yeah, 2021 could... works out well for you, bro. Uh, praying for, for you, you praying for you man uh thank you so Likewise. much for coming out to the podcast i had a whole lot of fun today it's good to thank catch you. up again oh for sure yeah it's good seeing you it was a lot of a lot of catching up but it was good for yeah sure. for sure <laughs> <laughs> all right bro take care all right thank you man take care all right and that's a wrap thank you guys for tuning in today i'll see you guys uh next week date to be announced but every uh all my episodes will be airing every uh will be posted every saturday on all platforms spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and on youtube as well if you want to check out the full video so take care guys and have a great rest of your night